We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to jump in and talk about our 100th breakfast. As always, I have Matt Schrader here. I'm Evan Uitaki. It sounds like I need to acknowledge who I am because uh, we're running into people that don't know necessarily who's behind the podcast. <laughs> so I want to make sure that we're throwing that out there. I but knew you were going to say that. One, I, guy, I, one I, guy, one guy recognizes me. Yeah, well. Throws my name out there, and now you've got to put your headline on everything. I'll say this. You got a, you got a nice little shout-out in the uh, in the, in the uh, in the actual breakfast. So that yeah, was that Watch was it on cool. YouTube. You can hear my name. Oh, said. there you go. They, well, or you can listen to the, the podcast directly before this. But uh, man, this is this is a cool moment because we get to we get to step back and we need we get to uh, acknowledge uh, some of the people that made brotherhood happen, that make it happen, as well as a little bit of the history of it. And so I'm I'm excited to jump in and as always have you here to help me go through it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's been a tremendous journey. Eight years, Brotherhood Breakfast has been doing consecutive breakfasts. Yeah, I don't think we've missed one, have we? Not even through COVID. Not even through COVID. We did one in May of COVID in Zoom. We did two of them in Zoom, actually. And then we were able to get together in very limited. That was a very spread out. I want to say we were in a, even in a different room. So, yeah, we managed to keep it going through COVID. So 100 breakfasts in a row started February. Oh, you got the date memorized? Yeah, it started in February. I just always had to count back to the years, so eight years ago. Okay. 2000, no, 2013, 14? I think it was 2013. 2013? I think they acknowledged it was like 20, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe 20, 2013, whenever they were talking about when, when sections happened. So the whole thing really started from a message that Pastor George had 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 kind of brought to the entire congregation, and it was it was tied to this idea of sections, which is like where, basically where you sit within the auditorium, and really kind of building that into community. So I, I think they referenced it back in uh, 2013. I actually scrolled back through the old church podcasts, and it only went back to 2019. So I, I couldn't even go back far enough to find that there. So I'm sure it's floating out there somewhere in the internet because everything is on the internet, right? But well, the recording, no, I don't. I think no. 2019 is when we started recording. They, yeah. We were up in the 180 room. Yeah, that's the first time they no, brought us down. I'm talking in. about the actual, the actual message that they were referencing, like when sections was. Oh, was, the sections yeah, message. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sure that's somewhere. Yeah. I mean, they've had podcasts going for, for years. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's somewhere. I remember sections. Did, were you a Christian? I, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, it's going to be like that today. If you guys can't tell, it might sound a little bit different. We're actually we're actually in person this time. Normally, we do it through a video conference type thing because we we uh, usually are not in sync with our location. And so this this one's going to be a little bit more lively. I'm I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, I'm if you sure. hear any fisticuffs going on, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that in there for you. <laughs> but uh, yes, I was a Christian then uh, attending here. I do remember when it happened. It was based on like another church that had had rolled it out and really just a, a call for community. And so I think it, it was one of those things that like I, I, we all knew that from a 
like a church perspective, right? Like those, those seats don't fill themselves. Right. The the church is not necessarily like an advertising agency. And like there's some things that they'll do, which, you know, Christmas and Easter are the big ones, obviously, that kind of bring people in. And then maybe through outreach, but I, you never really just walk in there and think like, how did I get here? Right. It's, there's usually some sort of thing. And, and Church on the Move is actually pretty remote from a Tulsa standpoint. So mm-hmm. again, people don't just drive out to East Tulsa to, to walk into one of these buildings randomly. I, it's pretty intentional. So really it kind of shined a light on that, you know, the whole message of going to all the world and preach the gospel. And it's not necessarily just the job of the pastor to do that. There's from a God's church mentality, it's all of us and it's everybody's responsibility. And so it really honed in on, on that part of the message. And, and Johnny even mentioned it when he was talking about like, look to your left, look to your right. Like if that's an empty seat, that could be some, there's somebody could be sitting there and it's, you got to own that responsibility. You got to recognize that for, for the church to really be the a full culmination of what what Jesus and God intended it to be, it's not going to necessarily do its. It's not going to grow itself. Like we have to step into that role ourselves, and uh, they took that message to heart. But it, it's a really cool idea. Uh, sections itself hasn't necessarily continued on. Like they took down the signs a long time ago. Uh, I think they finally conceded to that part that it maybe as a sections group thing, it's not a thing, but. Brotherhood is really kind of the fruits of that. And so it's really, really cool to see the evolution from the beginning to to where we are today. Yeah, to see God move in a group of individuals that statistically across the country, the individuals I'm talking about, men, Christian men, men who go to church, to see God move amongst men like that is a pretty incredible thing. It happens over such a long period of time that you really have to sit back and take it in to think that in addition to something even continually consisting mm-hmm. over an eight-year time inside of a church, churches are known for starting and stopping and starting and so It's just a fluctuation of society and going in and out of things. And then on top of that, it's a it has grown to, I mean, a tremendous amount. It's interesting to say, I think try to think through the lens of if the Old Testament was being written right now, so we read things in the Old Testament of God moved here, God did this, God did that. But we read them in just a snapshot. It takes a few lines to read about the miracle of the Red Sea. and So you get a sense of it was just this like huge, magnificent, huge moment that just got swept in, swept out. It was in and out super fast. And although some situations in the Bible are like that, some of them are not. Some of them are over long periods of time. And I would think if we were living in an Old Testament time and we were in a book that this would be written about, you know, this would be a long period of time that God would draw these men of God together for such a purpose, you know, and maybe your name would get mentioned in that. So there you would get some heaven cred for that. I don't know. That would be cool. I, that was not asking for that, but that would, that would be uh, quite a a bit of responsibility. It would. But I, I feel like, uh, Man, that's a, that's a bold statement. That's a bold take there, Matt. Uh, I know that from a probably like a global church type of thing or even just a, a movement of men, right? Like we're always looking for that. And I think that's what the natural draw is. And you've seen, I've seen movements of like men's ministry and those kinds of things. I, I think this one's a little bit different and, and I'm not, I don't want to go too far down the path of like why we're all great. Because, uh, you know, this is a little bit of a celebration of that. But at the same time, it's like, 
continuing to point back to God and, and, and recognizing that really this is just people that were in situations, they felt a calling, they had that, that holy unrest, and they took that next step and they allowed God to move through that. And so really, I think that's, that's more of like my viewpoint of, of what something like this is. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you're, you're drawn to this for some reason. And, you know, hopefully it's because uh, like what uh, I think it was Chris had said, it's, it's, it's guys that are just, they're looking for the fortitude to take a stand. And, and we're looking for a community of guys, a community of brother, brethren, like that discipleship mentality that we're all, you know, followers of Christ and going in that same direction. And we need that community. And brotherhood really is the culmination of what, again, going back to sections, that, that sections community. I got to make sure I enunciate that right. So that, so <laughs> You're going to get a black label on uh, Yeah, like I, I don't want this to be like a, a spicy, spicy <laughs> podcast, but just from the idea or the challenge for community and recognizing in a, in a large group of people like that, it's hard to find community to see that actually grow in, in, and become its its own uh, community section of community. But I think that you know, for guys spe- uh, specifically, like our, uh, our, uh, I don't know how best to say it other than like, our, like our, our bull crap meter, like, like we can sniff something out pretty quickly if it's, if it's fake or if it's something that, you know, is, is just more fluff or it's like, Hey, like, let's do this kind of thing. Like, I don't think guys are drawn to that. I think guys are drawn to transparency. They're drawn to vulnerability. They're drawn to something that has real purpose and they, then they'll get behind it. They're drawn to vision. And a lot of times you get the right vision in place. And, and a lot of times the, the people will come and line up with that. Uh, somebody made the, I can't remember who it was that kind of made the field of dreams analogy, which is, you know, if they build it, if you build it, they will come. And I almost feel like for going into the 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 calling, the, the holy unrest, that first step, you know, they started building it, Johnny and and Mark started building. And naturally, I think everybody started to want to be a part of that and they're naturally drawn to it. And through that, God moved through all that. But uh, it's just, it's really cool to sit back and reflect a little bit on some of the some of the history, some of the, like where it's come from, and then obviously tie it into, right, is, is, is brotherhood the culmination of this? Like what, like what it is, what it is today is, is that what brotherhood is? Or is there more, is there more steps? Is there more uh, situations where maybe people are challenged or, or look at what, what is happening in brotherhood and, and the momentum there? And says, okay, what's my step? What's what's you know what's my leading? What's my calling? What are the things that I can do? It could be a, you know, a small step like Lee alluded to, which is more along the lines of just your personal growth, but it could be something greater. And so that's the really exciting part about all this is, you know, hundred is a milestone for sure. Like this is you know eight year eight plus years of 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 doing a breakfast like this. But man, I'm hoping that we look back at this milestone moment. And say, wow, that was that was just the beginning. That was just the start. Yeah, that reminds me of something that Mark and Johnny brought out in their conversation. And they didn't say it specifically like this, but if you watch the breakfast, you'll see that there Lee's doing an interview with Mark Marquin and Johnny Hampton, who would be the two founders of Brotherhood and the men's breakfast that happened that grew into Brotherhood. And they talk about what started it with Johnny and he was responding to Pastor Witt's 
call that if there's an empty seat beside you, it's an opportunity for you to invite somebody. And he started asking the question, who can I reach? Who can I reach? Who can I reach? And then Mark comes along after that short story and contrasts that with the idea of Mark wasn't looking around, who can I reach? He didn't feel like he had any connections, any friends. There was nobody to reach in his life. And he asked the question, who can I help? And I thought, man, that divides the bulk of maybe everybody in that you're one of those two categories. You're either in a situation, and it's probably even in different places in your life, and you're asking the question, who can I reach? Who can I reach? You have that spot. And then the other group of people are the people asking, who can I help? Who can I help? Who can I help? And I think that's where hopefully we're building that culture into brotherhood. And hopefully that's the next steps. And when you say that, I hope the next step is growth. I hope the, and I don't mean growth in numbers. I mean, growth in men, growth or deeper, wider relationship where the men are really strong and they reach a level. Each of us reach a measurable, tangible, noticeable level of strength where we're walking in a character and an integrity that is notable. You know, I don't know necessarily how to describe that because I don't think I've ever seen it. The bulk I've seen evidence of men is not having that, is the absence of that. Mm. So I wouldn't know how to describe what does it look like for a bunch of men to be stronger. I do know I heard growing up in the church that the backbone of the church is men, that Typically, women and children will flock to the church just because it's a community-type environment. Men tend to fall off once they don't have to go anymore. So if you can get a lot of men there that are strong, their families will come, and then that will bring even more in. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's a significant growth of the church. But then you would hope it would be growth in actual fruit, in the actual fruits of the Spirit. So, I mean, I'm trying to describe something that I don't know how to describe, but that's what I hope happens. That's what I hope (laughs) is the future of brotherhood that it's men that are growing and changing and leaving old vices, old habits, old attitudes behind for long standing periods of time that they don't go back to them. They have the true new life that we like to celebrate in Christianity. Yeah. I mean, I think it's multifaceted for sure. I I think that's part of it. I think some of it is just generational change, right? Like you can, you hear about some people just within their families, it's, they have a lineage of a a certain trait or a certain kind of history. And it just, it just takes that one person. Like I think about like a family where the great grandfather, the grandfather and the father never been to college. Mm. And then the son or the father goes to college for the first time and then that can completely change the trajectory of the family from generations to come. And I think that brotherhood is not college, so I want to make sure that that's clear. <laughs> it's not that, but from the analogy to whether it's a, a, a guy getting the fortitude to stand up and, and say, hey, I'm going to lead my family well. I'm going to pursue Christ, and I'm going to find other people that I'm going to pursue Christ with and and recognize that there is times that we do need to take a stand and recognizing the difference between good and evil and understanding that maybe there's a spiritual battle going on here as opposed to just, man, I just got another life tax. I just had another uh, setback in my life and I have no control over this and just giving it all off to the universe. Like I I think recognizing and acknowledging God in every step of your life and realizing the role that that plays in in your life, then man, that that can make such a, a huge difference because I, I know that personal examples have come from the brotherhood stage 
where they've they've talked about that walk. And I think the reason that we have this podcast is because we're able to dive a little bit deeper into that and look at those clues that that these speakers are, are putting out in front of us. And it's it's like here here's here's how it happened in my life. Here's how God moved through this. Here's how God moved through this obedience. Here's how God moved through that step. And and we even talk about it here in the, in the breakfast. It was you know Johnny didn't see Mark didn't necessarily see brotherhood being a, a hundred consecutive breakfast. They just saw it as a need for community. And, and I love one of the things that it, it was. It kind of came together in pieces, but I, I combined it as I was listening to it was that brotherhood has ultimately become the setting of conditions for connections, and the connections oh, yes. that's great leads to an opportunity for community. And that's really, when you look at what brotherhood really is, is all of it is just creating that opportunity, setting the right conditions for men to get together, build community and grow. So Lee says that, and he, it's almost just an off comment, trying to explain, almost deflect in a humble way, any credit that any man would take for building the community here at Brotherhood. But he says that, and it maybe I felt like it was a different phrase, but it was the idea of setting the conditions or putting yeah, the it, it wasn't, together. It wasn't all together. Like it was really like two different tangents of what they talked about. Mm-hmm. But as I was listening to it, I was like, all right, setting the conditions. I remember hearing him saying that. I was like, but what are we setting the conditions for? And then later on, I think, I think uh, uh, Johnny really talked about the connection part of it. And I was like, oh, okay, well that's where it is. So it was, it was, and that's why I love doing this is because like in my my first listen, like sitting there live eating breakfast and, and hearing them talk about this, I'm just like nodding going, yeah, this is great. Like I'm a spectator, right? Like I'm just, all I'm doing is, is absorbing information and, you know, ho- hoping that in, in some capacity I, I get something to walk away with. But on further, you know, uh, review or f- further opportunity to, to dig in and, and hear it multiple times, that's where, man, it really started to open up. And I was like, okay, like sometimes I feel like we're trying to describe brotherhood to people, right? Like men's ministry, it's this movement of men and it's this culmin- this momentum and all this other stuff. But really all it is is <laughs> drill down that setting of conditions for connection, which is ultimately community. It's community is what the purpose of sections was in the very beginning. So it was yeah. really cool to see that progression all the way through. And that's a great insight, just the sections of brotherhood. And then I love that you brought out the idea of brotherhood sets the conditions right for connection. If there's anything that I have learned in my life over the last decade, in contrast to how I was trained growing up, 80s, 90s Christianity, is that godliness, godly promises, if you want to say, godly results, anything in the aspect of walking in a godly manner happens more often when you add the right ingredients than it does when you just try to demand it or will it or force it or create it or somehow. It's like it reminded me of it's like looking at a harvest of field or a harvest of wheat and trying to describe, well, what is that? Well, it's it's wheat or it's corn. Well, how did it get there? Well, Well, it grew. Well, how did it do that? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of things that go into play when things you are growing. To, you had to dig up the soil, plant a seed. I mean, it, it's right. Agriculture. I mean, you'll get there. Right. <laughs> sure, Evan. Okay. I, I think I think it's a little over your head. Maybe I'm speaking into. I'm sure our yeah. audience are it? intelligent enough to figure out the analogy. Peter planted Apollos water, and, and God gave God the gave increase. the increase. Right. Yes, yeah. so that's it's in the Bible. You'll see that's it. scripture. You'll I'm get surprised you're quoting it. Yeah, today. A, that's uh, impressive. That's it's a little further in there, so, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to have to read. Further in than Genesis, apparently. <laughs> Man, Genesis has got some good stories. 
It does. That's and you like stories, so that's I, good. I that's, that's right at your level. Good little stories that kind of God wins in the end. <laughs> well, anyway, it does set the conditions. That's it's a great way. So, I mean, if we if we try to move this into the place of a, the listener or into the place of our own practical lives, it means you don't have to have things set up perfect. You don't have to be like super successful. You don't have to be impressive. You don't have to have all these things that men tend to think they need to enter a group, a building with a group of men in it. You can just come and the facilitating connection will happen. You'll Mm -hmm. meet somebody that connects. So if you're looking for community or you know you need community, even though you're avoiding it, (laughs) a good place to show up is the breakfast. Come, we do a couple tables for first-time visitors. You can mark that, and you're going to sit with a whole bunch of people. They're doing the same awkward thing that you are, coming for the first time. We've got a couple hosts, and that's an opportunity where you can connect, and then hopefully you move to a table, move to another group of people that you've invited or have invited you or of like mind. That is, those conditions are right in brotherhood for you to develop and facilitate connections. So if you don't feel like you are the charismatic personality that builds friends, I mean, look at Evan. He's got a lot of friends. And I'm surprised. This guy, I mean, he's got his own table most of the time. So I don't know who he gets to come. But when he does come to the breakfast. I could see you just lobbing the pitch up and just trying to, you're just getting ready to hit it. Like it was, I could see that coming a mile away, but uh, thank you. Thank you. I do have friends. It's great. You should try it sometime. I mean, it's, it's community is, is what it's all about. And, you know, for specifically in the phase of life that I'm in right now, like I feel myself leaning more on community and, and, and having gratitude for the community that I have, because man, I, I tell you what, <laughs> if you haven't had adversity yet, just wait, like it, it, it'll show up. And uh, when it does, it makes you question stuff, but it also strengthens you. And if you have, if you have the right guys that, you know, the, the wise sages and, and, and people that have been through life that can guide, come alongside you and, and help you through it. And then the other side, the people that, that haven't gone through it yet, you become that, that next person that can kind of walk with them and, or even say, Hey, like, I, I recognize that some of this is like, it, it's starting to come together where you, you probably need to be prepared for something like this. You know, you're feeling this, this unrest that you need to pray about, like, and you don't have an answer yet, that's okay. Like, you know, God talks about patience and rec- recognizing that patience is not waiting five minutes. Patience is can be can be days, it can be weeks, it can be years. And, and in some cases, the answer that you get might not necessarily be the answer that you need and trusting God's will for you and, and God's plan through all of that and, and recognizing that, you know, for us, we're we're in a, a role of surrender as opposed to a, a role of where like we're grasping tight and, ho- and holding on and and being a steward. So, yeah. So all, all those things really come together in that community and 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 having that brotherhood around you uh, is really important. W- one of the things that kind of as you were you were talking about that stuff and and throwing little zingers at me was that uh, <laughs> was that I, and I think we we said this before, but it's it sometimes it's like I, I feel like we get caught up in it. It's like like sometimes I, I go to like a, a or. or I would go or anybody else is like, man, like brotherhood is this awesome thing. Like I, I need to connect with Johnny Hampton. I need to connect with Mark, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark, like those are the guys, but really it's not that like I, there's only so much that Johnny can do. There's only so much that Mark can do. And so if you're going in it to pursue those people, yeah, you, you probably can't like, they're super welcoming. They're, they're not going to necessarily, you know, give you the hand and tell you to back off or anything like that. Like they, they are going to love to hear from you and connect with you, but there's really only so much that you can do. I think the, the, the challenge from 
this Brotherhood Breakfast specifically, when we get into the, the show up, listen, and do something part of it, is if you're already attending the Brotherhood Breakfast and you're showing up, man, you're checking box number one. Like, you're, you're right on it. Um, the listen part and the do something part are probably the more difficult parts because it's easy to eat breakfast. Anybody can do that. Um, but really acknowledging this, kind of what the, what the message is and recognizing that there's a part that you play in that, that's the, the, that's the difficult part. And uh, specifically the do something part, because the do something takes sacrifice. The do something actually causes you to be, be vulnerable and take a step and, 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 and really, you know, put yourself out to where, where you're like, okay, like, am I okay with, like, I, I recognize that I, I need a community. Well, I got to build that community. Well, who, do the, who are the people around me? Who are the people that I can impact? I, I, can I take responsibility for eight seats at a table or seven seats, right? Can I do that? Uh, I know that we, from a brother perspective, will will figure out a way to to get you a table. So then the question is: is can I can I get four seats? Can I get six seats? Like, and and am I willing? Like, are, is in my community, my relationship worth enough for me to say, you know what, I'm just going to sponsor a table, and I'm going to invite people to show up? Like, that's the do something part. That's the uncomfortable step in and getting out there. But that's where you're building your community within within brotherhood, because all brotherhood's doing is we're setting the con- conditions for those connections. You get the table, and then you can start going through life with that community, those brothers that you're, that you're bringing with you. So that's really where I would, I would challenge anybody. And, and I, we, we talked about it a little bit because we had some specific guys that shared their experiences through brotherhood. And just and, and it wasn't necessarily that they were best friends with Johnny. It was just, uh, you know, hey, I, I recognized I need a community. Brotherhood created an opportunity for that. And I, I plugged in. I, I, I got involved. And that's where it really made a difference for them. And I think that's where it can make a difference for anybody, no matter who you are in that room and who you know in that room. Yeah, I think when you get to the show up, listen, and do something part, it's that tension in between. If you show up enough, you'll hear something that starts to spark, and then you start to come to be like, wow, okay, there's going to be something deposited in this breakfast that I need, that God is actually saying to me through somebody else. One of the things that come to mind is a lot of the benefit I've gotten from brotherhood, or I don't know how to divide this because the speakers are always a benefit. I mean, they're tailor-made for that. But then there are other these other hidden things that I've gotten that I did not expect, and sometimes they feel more valuable, and maybe they are. But there's been a number of times I'll be just in a conversation, and I've presented a question to God about my business, about my family, about my uh, relationship with Jessica, about relationship with other friends, parents, just things that I'm praying about. And I'm not coming to brotherhood with the expectation of God's going to answer this. You know, I'm not looking at the speaker and being like, okay, th- he's probably going to cover this. So I'm going to get some insight here. But I've had several times, I'll just be in a group of guys, people talking, and someone will say something and start telling a story in their own life, not directed at me whatsoever. And God's answering my question and I'm just listening. Mm. A number of different times, just what I should do in my business, how I should handle employees. Someone will say something, and I'm thinking, man, that was the answer to my question, and that guy has no idea. Yeah. He, he's just talking, telling stories, and God's speaking through him to me. That is a tremendous benefit that I, I, I have not experienced that in other groups of men, of professionals, of really any such situation where... I can go there with a prayer request and on a regular basis, maybe once or twice, but on a regular basis, I will get an answer from God through somebody else's explanations. Yeah. 
So I, I mean, I, I, talking through that, I, I have a bit of a theory, right? Like I feel like in just general day-to-day stuff, like we're all just fighting to be number one, right? We're all, we're all fighting for ourselves, for our families. Like we're very singular focused, but you get into a brotherhood, you get into a community where, where we're all going through it together, mm-hmm. then it becomes a collaboration, right? So oh, it's, it's, it's not necessarily that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to beat you out for this job, or I'm trying to, you know, win this thing, or, or, or some sort of contest going on, or I'm just trying to survive here, right? Like it's, it's literally, again, setting those conditions to where you're in a, you're in a room with guys that you maybe would have not normally been around. And those guys know, hey, these guys are hungry. These guys are, you know, they're, they're thirsting after a, a relationship with God in the same way that I am. So it creates the environment where I can be vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to be that warrior all the time. I don't have to be that competitor. Like I can play that role of trainer. I can play that role of coach. And for me, that's that's when you're saying that stuff, I'm like going, okay, like it's a different environment. It, and it's not necessarily an environment that can't be recreated other places because I think you can recreate it in some instances, but specifically for like my walk in life and my spiritual walk, it's it's one of the best places that you can be. Yeah, 100%. I've gotten a significant amount of growth in my own personal life just by showing up at the breakfast without any specific real aim at it. Just yeah. being in a place where, I mean, you said it earlier, the conditions are set to grow. The conditions are set for vulnerability. You know, Lee said this in the breakfast. You know, he made the joke. I get it. You don't want to come in here, lay on a couch, and share your feelings. You know, and he says, even though I'm a feeler, I get it. We don't want to do that. We're men. And it's a tongue-in-cheek way to say God has captured an environment in brotherhood where you can come. There's an acknowledgement and admittance that you don't have it figured out that you don't have it all put together, that you have some challenges and issues, but it doesn't come with the weakness that typically the the world or even other sides of Christianity force into it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't come with the sense of like, well, I'm incapable of anything because I have this challenge. Mm-hmm. It comes with a very strong, I'm actually very capable of a lot of things across the board. I'm having difficulty in this area. Who can I talk to who is very capable in this area who probably has somewhere else that they are having to be vulnerable about because they are facing a challenge or not skilled or maybe there's some character issues they've got to develop or maybe it's a a real challenge that they grew up with that they're having to overcome and God's having to put some healing into their soul and really connect with them. I mean, there's a number of different situations, but brotherhood and marking it at the 100th breakfast marks this slow progression towards a vulnerable group of men that are still men, that still are strong, are still champions, still wanting to overcome and win. That's what it is. I think a lot of vulnerability gets grouped with men who have quit. So it's a unique place to come with enough men that haven't quit in life who are also strong enough to be vulnerable. Yeah, I think there's a modeling there. I think some of our speakers have done a really good job of modeling like some of the things that we would maybe classify as weakness or we, we would maybe classify as like, oh, don't do that. Like like uh you don't you don't go all the way down that path because you go all the way down that path, it leads to X, Y, and Z. And it's it's really just uh, hey, Jesus modeled it. We're both we're all pursuing him, and so I'm gonna model it in my life. And if it if it challenges you, it inspires you to do the same thing, I think there can be a really 
really cool benefit from it. And the other part of that is getting into like the listen part of that is that certain messages get amplified and, and in some cases they get repeated to where you're sitting there going, man, I just feel like that I, this message just flows through and through. For a little while, uh, the message that I kept getting was like uh, – vulnerability was definitely one of them is, is really just like the importance of vulnerability. But then uh, you know, in, in this specific instance, I, I, I actually brought my notes – well, not the notes, but I brought the card from Stephen Posey's message. I see that. And I, and I brought Lee's card. And I, I just want to show the parallels to here and, and see if see if you can kind of see that may, maybe there is a message that is, is creeping through. So Lee's was show up, listen, and do something. And that was, that was June. And May was Stephen, which was speak up, do the next right thing, stay close to Jesus and expect God to work. If you were to merge these two documents together, That's it's good. the same message. Specifically, speak up is more of a kind of a standing up thing, but I could say speaking up and showing up, you, you got to show up to speak up, right? Yeah. Like you can't, can't necessarily do that from afar. And do the right next thing is literally like one in, or two and three interchanged on the list. Mm-hmm. Staying close to Jesus and expecting God to work. I mean, we talked about earlier, whereas we're setting the conditions and creating the opportunity for a community, God will take it from there. I mean, that was, that was literally what, what they talked about. And here, Stephen, the month before, was saying, if you expect God to work, he will. And right here, we, we were just walking it out. It wasn't necessarily spelled out that we expected God to work. I think it was implied. But ultimately, the message is the same, and it's, it's two months in a row. So for me, I was like, holy cow, this is, this is like really eye-opening. Like This is a message that we need to hear. Yeah, that's good. A number of times you've brought out this theme that goes through several messages, two to three, sometimes a whole year of messages. I remember Pastor Witt did one two years ago, maybe, maybe it was three years ago. It was on pruning is what he started it off with. And then it seemed like every third or fourth message, someone mentioned that again. And it just, not only was it a huge pruning year for brotherhood, it was a huge pruning year for a lot of people in their lives. And of course, on the back end of Pastor Witt's message was the growth that comes with pruning. Mm-hmm. And we got, and we saw that. I mean, that next year in Brotherhood, it went up another 200%. And then in my own life, I can speak to the same thing, but a number of guys mentioned. So it is, we used to try to pick early what we thought the message was going to be the whole year. And it seemed like that works. What? It was a little yeah. peek behind the curtain. It's exactly. You're trying to craft I, yeah. the message. It was, well, I, I think, I think it was a good idea at the time, you know, but. It, the last year we had that kind of discussion was, it might have been the pruning year, but the, the first two speakers just obliterated it. We were like, <laughs> okay, well, that's not, that's not the, nobody could remember the phrasing or anything. So then, uh, then you know what, the next year it became Strong Men Needed, which yeah. was off of Lee's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, I think he did his later on in the year, but it was all throughout the year, but yeah, man, I, man your post, strong man needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, over and over and over and over. And it does seem like God has a message that he's trying to deliver. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I am kind of glad we stopped trying to think through what the message was going to well, be. Yeah, I was going to say uh, uh, the the part here where God will take it from here. Like, I, yeah, I feel like yeah. maybe we had a little bit too much of a grasp on it. And it was like, okay, let's, let's take a step back to stewardship. Like, we're just, you know, who are the right people to speak? 
and obviously we want them to know the, who the who the audience is. So I, I think in some capacity we we funneled down a little bit of like what kind of things to talk about. But from there, just let let God flow because I, here's here's my thing. Like I think every guy has their own story, their own set of um, uh, circumstances and experience that they've gone through. And if I'm trying to tell you what to say, like that might not be something that you fully connect with, or that that might not be something that you can really speak with authority in. But I think that there is a, a, a certain thing where it's like, all right, God, who are, who are the people that we need to hear from right now? Who are, who are the right people? Uh, Mark alluded to it. Like, I think, was was Kirby the number one? Was he like the first guy that spoke at Brotherhood? Because it yes. sounded like that's what he was alluding to. And even in that situation, it was like, who do we have to speak? Okay, well, we could talk to Kirby. And Kirby's like, hey, I'm actually, I've actually been, I've had something on my heart, something that I've been developing. And the two things came together and you just allowed God to work. We just created created the conditions and, and, and allowed God to move through that. So whether it's uh, expecting God to work or it's uh, allowing God to take it from there, I think that's, that's really how I'm learning that if I'm in a situation in life and, and I, I do my part, like I, there's a leading, there's a step that God's telling me to take that I say, okay, God, I'm going to take this step because the, the awesome thing about how you work is my step is usually the easier step, right? <laughs> it's, it's not like, you know, how do I get 500 people into a room? It's uh, let's let let's just do a breakfast. Let's yeah. do a breakfast, and we're gonna do it at a crazy hour so guys can, you know, attend so it doesn't conflict with other things they have going. And God, just take it from here, and and knowing that He will, and and so that's where the kind of practical applications where, where we're talking about listening and doing something. I think it's easier to do something when you can see time after time after time where God has showed up. That's good. And, and really, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's probably easy to say, let's do a breakfast at Jimmy's Egg mm-hmm. and see that part. But it's not easy to say, how, how can we how can get like five to 800 guys into a room <laughs> no, and, and encourage them to they know, be, be leaders in their homes? <laughs> yeah, they want to be there and, and model and, and, and really just say, okay, hey, guys, leadership is is part of who you are like god's uniquely placed that into you and we want you to fully flush that out and fully walk in in the manifestation of what that is man that i if if that's what the challenge was to me i'd be like okay um i'm going to start reading some john maxwell books right now <laughs> but instead you know god moved through two guys that were willing to take a step yeah that's that's very true in each growth space of brotherhood has been just taking a step, just taking a step. This story comes to mind and it's kind of, I think it fits here. We were talking about the COVID year, 2020 up until May, May or June of COVID brotherhood was called men's breakfast. Yeah. That's just the name of it because that's what it was. And it was a very, it's like mountain men. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it was a group chat name. It's just like, we're men and we go to the mountain. We're mountain men. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's like, about the uh, breakfast marketing yeah. this genius is, we had. See, that's there. where Johnny was finally like, all right, I need to operate in my calling and use a little marketing uh, advertising lingo here to make it a little bit more, you know, less on the nose. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, I always felt that was interesting that church should be called just like worship, worship God and hear from somebody. <laughs> worship God, the worship God place. Yes. I guess they call it a house of worship, right? So yeah, I mean, it, church. Probably, if you go back, probably, I mean, I think it means body or something like that. Back in, like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's kind of there. 
But that year or that COVID year, I mean, there were, there of course were threats. I don't know that anybody took it serious, but there were not threats from people, but these idea of threats that brotherhood's over. Because remember at that time in 2020, it's kind of like everything's going to fizzle out. People are going to stop going to church. And like, we're not even leaving our house anymore. There, you know, it's a pandemic. So they came out in, I think it was May. I love how you're just blowing off the fact there was a pandemic. You're like, it was a pandemic or whatever. Oh, well, yeah. It's well, kind of, I mean, it was kind of a big deal there, Matt. It was. It was kind yeah. of a big deal. We probably but, overreacted a little bit, but yeah. It's kind you of think? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this, <laughs> never mind. Cut that part out, please. <laughs> I don't want any, uh, any messages, any, any bad reviews. Anyway, that's when... Yeah, like or share the podcast. That really helps. <laughs> please like or share the podcast <laughs> right now. Oh, man. But yeah, that's when Johnny put his team to work. Uh, if you don't know, if you watch the video... On YouTube, check out our YouTube channel as well. You can like and share that. Hit, hit the notifications as well. <laughs> little little plug, little plug. <laughs> the uh, he he mentions you know so Johnny has an ad agency and you know that helps out quite a bit of course because we can lean on a team that can make some stuff look pretty. But truthfully, he early on especially he didn't draw from that that much. I mean that was paying his bills, putting food on the table. So. Yeah. But eventually they launched the idea of brotherhood. I was like, oh wow. That I mean it just fit. And that was a step. It was it wasn't it wasn't like, hey, we're branding this thing and we're just gonna blast it on social channels and we're gonna just push this thing until it catches on. That was not the case. It was just like, hey, we need a name for this thing. We can no longer just call it <laughs> we this. Can't just call it. Because so, it was more than like we I think we did. So I say we, I, I guess I wasn't at, at the in those conversations. But I think it was the the recognition that it was more than just a breakfast, right? Yeah. And so, and and we're continuing to walk through that because I, I think that, again, we're at a milestone, an amazing milestone. But I think, you know, the the message, the message is, uh, I think it was, we can't stay here. That was their message. But when I think of like a message along those lines is like, what got us here won't get us there. And I think that from a brotherhood uh, mentality or a brotherhood perspective. Like what I'm not saying like what got us here can't get us there. Like, I think we still continue to have a breakfast because I think that's where a lot of, you know, the, the sweet spot of, of what this is. But I also think that there's, there's more. And, and I, I think that it's, it's a trusting God and recognizing, Hey, what, what do you want to do with this God? Like, you know, open, open hands, open palms, like this is great, and and we love getting together. But is is it community out like community outreach? Is it more media, more more communication, more voices, more what? I don't know. I don't know. And, and that'll be that'll be something that you know uh, as as we reflect. I'm sure you know the the larger leadership of, of Brotherhood reflects on is you know what what is the next step. And is it a next step that we can trust God in? I, I think we already know the answer to that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's trying to be judicious with, with what he's given us to steward. Yeah, it's always interesting following God in things that you also want to drive. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, you know, we should do all this, all this, all this. And then it just falls flat and you're like, oh, yeah, that's like, right. I didn't really build was, this. Was that the Matt show this or was, was that yeah, the, yeah. the God show? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That and that's a that's a difficult thing for all men, I think, to to confront and say, "Wow, this is." Because sometimes they feel like the same thing. Yeah, that's the biggest challenge. Like, I think early on in Christianity or early on in your walk, 
you, because you're so opposite of what God wants, usually at that time, it's easy to be like, okay, yeah, that's not God. That's not God. But then as you get better at understanding how God does things, then it becomes this very small step process of like, oh, okay, that was my idea, not his idea, even though it felt like his idea and it sounds like his idea, but that's not what he wanted to do. So, you know, you kind of go with the things that grow and the the breakfast is growing, the things we're doing are growing, the things that we've stopped doing aren't growing. Imagine that. That's about as, (laughs) as difficult as it gets. I know, I know there's talk. I know that, uh, there is lots of talk of big things in the future. Okay. All right. Well, you um, want to clue us in on those? So well, I, that's the thing. I, I'm as clueless as you are. Okay. All right. I, I mean, like I, I can throw some track. things out that get mentioned, but yeah. I would hate to. And plus, I think you're going to run another uh, episode that will maybe address some of those things. But Okay. Now you're holding me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear them too. I'm trying to listen okay, to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? it, it, part of the plan is to, to uh, have a podcast that talks about, like, you know, what is the future of brotherhood? Or at least flush it out. And and maybe it's just, uh, you know, we, we broadcast a brainstorming session and just and just say, hey, well, you know, what, what could brotherhood be? And then maybe it becomes a dialogue. Maybe there's there's somebody here that's listening or somebody that's been to a breakfast and, and they're having that leading of like, what's my next step? Mm-hmm. And you know, brotherhood's created the environment to where that potentially could be something. So let me speak to that right there because – some of the things that get thrown out that are obvious ones, I mean, this is no like spoiler alert here, are conferences, conventions, bigger events, citywide events, things that are natural progressions of a breakfast that went from zero or it started with 11 or eight and it grew to now, you know, usually you're getting 500 on a regular basis. So what's the natural progression of that? That's Those are pretty logical conclusions. But brotherhood has grown up to this point by people coming in and saying, hey, this is something I do. Yeah. Is it something that fits inside of brotherhood, what God's doing in brotherhood? Yeah. That, and you have to give, I think, Pastor Witt credit that because Church of the Move went that direction with, that's how brotherhood even got here is because Pastor Witt was willing to let a couple guys start something. They kept growing. Most churches, I don't know, maybe this is a behind the scenes you don't want to hear, but most churches crush things that compete with them. (laughs) Most, I'm saying most churches, like I know most churches, the, the, um, Matt Schrader, church consultant. No, yeah, no, no, don't. Yeah. More, more (laughs) like, and share this podcast, please, (laughs) please. This will be my last episode. So enjoy it. Thank you so much. We'll have auditions on next Friday. Please somebody, please replace me (laughs) before I have, we'll be attending another church. But the reputation of churches throughout the year. So I feel like I can say this because I've been in church since yeah, I was a fetus. Just, like, yeah, I have just not ever. Just, it's I've hard been for a part you to put of, roots down. Yeah, yeah. And they, no, you no do like none of reviews. that. None of those. Yeah. I thought you were like a blogger and like you go like. You're now act, you're completely act making like things a first time church person. And, that's a funny idea though. It, that would be I've fun. seen it happen. It doesn't go well. Oh, really? It doesn't? Oh, okay. <laughs> they usually just, it's more like a, like a critique on like. No. Well, I don't want to do the that. The enterprise no. of of church, what church can be. Oh, I'm just talking about because the church is so sacred. So let me explain it like this. Because the church is so sacred, a lot of pastors, albeit they should be very protective over it, they just crush anything that slides in. Yeah, there's beats. a huge responsibility whenever you start getting to people's spiritual walks, for sure. Yeah, so Pastor Witt has had the knack to be able to foster things. I'm 
undoubtedly, he has crushed some things that were actual predatory and threats okay. to our church. But he's allowed things grow in the midst of that. That's leadership. I mean, yeah, you got You have to. You have to really kind of take a look at, like, all right, like, if we have a vision, right? And and we're so our vision is to introduce people to the real Jesus. And I, I think that's the litmus test for a lot of things. I think brotherhood, again, creates an environment where that can happen, where mm-hmm. there's community and that we can introduce people to real Jesus. And I think that's, you. I could even make a point that that's interwoven into brotherhood. Yeah, just, just, absolutely. No, just, just knowing like how important that, that has been from a thing. But yeah, from a leadership standpoint, you, you have to do that because going back to his phase of pruning, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. trimming out some of those things that, that don't align with that. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So that is really, so whenever we, cause they started to try to talk about it in the breakfast and honestly, the conversation comes up all the time. Like, Hey, you guys should talk about this. You should talk about your ideas of the future. You should, Hey, we're running a small group, by the way, that is happening. That happened last year. It will continue to happen. Like they, but the reality, I think, is is that I don't know that anybody knows because nobody's in the mind of God in this situation. You're kind of just watching what is the next flow of things. Yeah, we can try this. There are some natural ideas, of course, that open up. But you really just kind of land on, I mean, the podcast that we're doing right now is a byproduct. Yeah. It is. We tried to do it for years, and it yeah. just never clicked. Yeah. Never just landed and was like, oh, now it works. Yeah. And then you stepped in and was like, hey, I can do this. This is something I could do. That is what I'm trying to give. It's a little up for debate if it works technically, but yes. Well, I mean, we're still doing it. Nobody's (laughs) kicked us out. Okay, fair enough. You know, it's still getting published on time, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you keep telling us there's all these listens. I do, I I do. Well, that's, I just, you know, the internet says it, so. Yeah, the internet, and it must be true. Well, but it it is a thing where... Like this is something that I've I've done for a little while, and it's it's something that I really really enjoy, and, and, and it's it's kind of twofold. One, I I enjoy just the deep dive of having like a real conversation, right? Like having a, a conversation that's not surface level, and I think that there's really good content that comes from a lot of our speakers, and I don't feel like it fully gets flushed. So it it it, it kind of created this like perfect storm for me. It's like how do we develop that further? And in some cases, it's. You know, we, we have a speaker, and, and I, I still have plans to do it, like Gabe Sherman, who, I mean, he could have gone on for much longer than the time that we had, we were able to give him, and his message was fantastic. And the podcast creates that environment to where you can have a more in-depth conversation. Now, it, has everybody made it like almost an hour into a podcast and here's everything that, that we're saying right now? There's probably a lot of people that drop off and they're not going to necessarily get all that. But there is people that will, that will pop in and pop out, uh, whether it's through anytime they're driving or anytime that they're working out or you know they're just going on a walk and they're just trying to say, okay, like what are some things that I can do to to grow spiritually or that I can do to, to learn a little bit more of something, or maybe this could be entertainment to you. Like we, we could be doing that too, where maybe, it's just uh, like, Hey, I just want to, well, you know, see how Evan and Matt can <laughs> dog on each other, get dog on each other enough, which, you know, that's fun too. But I, I think looking at all those different things combined, the, the podcast is, is, is another example of just stepping up and saying, Hey, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to help. And this, I feel like this is my step and I'll, I'll let God take it from here. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll walk in, we'll record, we'll, we'll prepare, we'll do all those things. And then if it becomes something fantastic, if not, then I, I just know that this, that was my next step and I'll allow God to lead me from there. Yeah. Now that's a great perspective. And that's really, 
that really kind of embodies where what has happened with the growth and brotherhood prior. So I can only assume that it will continue to happen that way. Yeah. The leadership I can attest to confidently is very much let's keep a humble spirit and keep God at the forefront and not make this about any one major agenda or major, major driving force. And that has been an ingredient in the past that has produced what we're living in with right now. So I, I would imagine that the future is really dependent on that. And it's hard to forecast, even though, of course, there's lots of great ideas and lots of things that, at least on paper, should help men. Yeah. But on paper and in reality are two different situations sometimes. Matt, you just, were you not paying attention? You just kind of take that next step. That next step could be your calling. Show up. That's right. It could be your calling. It could that be was calling. Mark's. That was Mark, yeah. yeah I love did. how he kind of jumped in there. And was like, yeah, he did. He's like, I've been waiting for this moment. And he's like, I feel Eight like I, I got something to say. Eight years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, if you get to know Mark, like he's one of those guys that there's a lot of depth to his conversation. It's, mm -hmm. it's, there's, so it's, it's really cool when, when he, because I think the other side of it is he will hold back. Like, I don't think that he, he wants to necessarily like offer it up. But when he does, man, it, it, was, it was like a powerful kind of exclamation point on everything. So it's really cool to think about just where we are today, like how things have, how, how things have, have grown. I, I think it's, a, it's a definitely a, a time to celebrate that. It's a challenge too. And I think that was really the, the message that, that Lee was trying to kind of hone in on is like, okay, like this is, this is the fruit of somebody taking a step. This is the fruit of somebody recognizing that there was a call and I'm, I'm willing to take that step of faith into something and see where it goes. And, and hopefully by us shining a light on it and obviously having the breakfast talking about it, it encourages you, the listener, to, to say, okay, what is my step? What is, what is, my, what, what is God leading me to do? And again, it, it's a, it could be a simple, simple thing for your spiritual journey, or it could be something bigger than that. And I think that's really the cool thing about it, that the way that God works is he, he'll take whatever obedience that you have and amplify it and multiply it. And, and this is a, a true testament of that. And so hopefully it encourages you in, in your walk. That's good. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, you, you've summed up a primary message of brotherhood just right there. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for joining this podcast. We'll catch it now. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, this one's kind of coming out a little bit late, but next week is Marty Sloan, I believe. Marty Sloan. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we'll have Marty Sloan back. So he, uh, he's spoken multiple times mm -hmm. and uh, always, always brings a good message to the guys. So curious to see. Like, I don't know if he's been tipped on maybe the way things have been going. So that'll be a fun thing for us to sit back after he speaks and see if there's any parallels to what's going on. Yeah, really, that'd be good. But uh, first Friday of the month, we'll see you there. If you can be there in person, if not, we'll uh, obviously put the recordings together and, and blast it out there for everybody to see. And, you know, ho hopefully we can break it down Barney style for people. Uh, on the back end. <laughs> you have to watch the video for that one. <laughs> yeah. That's a deep cut right That's there. A deep cut. It's a deep cut. <laughs> awesome, Matt. Well, thank you for being here. As always, brothers, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We'll catch you on the next podcast. <laughs>